0: buddy
1: yo yo yo
0: all right so Hey everybody! Welcome to the inaugural. I think I said that right. Edition. Of, shut up. Uh, at least I don't have to say that word again because this is the only time we're going to have an inaugural. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so, <episode laughs> ringside. That's a pretty uh,
1: good setup for how this show is going to be.
0: I, I feel like that's exactly how it's going to go. I feel like this is this is the way we introduce was technically the fourth podcast in our podcast universe. Um, But yeah, it's called Chaos of Inside, and today we're going to just be talking about wrestling. It's a lot like what AEW Corner was, but it's going to be about pretty much everything in the wrestling world, or everything we've come across every two weeks or so. And uh, we're also going to, at the end, um, pose some sort of question just to talk about it. Uh, This week it's going to be about the Wednesday Night Wars, so we'll get to that in a little bit um yeah i don't know like we haven't done this yet we really sat down thought about it too much um how did you want to do this like did you want to go chronologically or like go by company what did you, how did you envision us sort of uh, breaking this down
1: i mean we can do it any number of ways i mean i if there's one thing i'm good at it's doing it in different ways <laughs> that's um, what i've heard about you yeah i'm definitely a i'm definitely an entrepreneur of uh of, of different styles as okay. it were um i don't know man like i was kind of i guess for me personally uh uh-huh. i was thinking it'd probably be more of like a buy promotion kind of thing
0: yeah that's what i was just about to say i think buy promotion might be the easiest way for us to do it um i will tell you just because i said i was gonna watch takeover and i still will but today just got busy so I didn't actually get to it but I do have some thoughts about because I know who, I know what happened with the world title so I have some thoughts about that but the general, I haven't seen the whole show I just know about the okay. ending so, Yeah, the yeah. world
1: title was fine and all but the only title that I care about is the NXT UK title So
0: Right, not the million dollar championship
1: I mean that was a good match but like holy shit
0: Alright, well since AEW is what we kind of like watch the most yeah. or at least what we care about the most I would say let's would end say with <laughs> yeah I would say it's you know we're both WWE heads we've, we've just been lying this whole time now let's yeah. start let's end with AEW and we'll just start with like WWE and in the middle we'll do anything else that might you know be in our heads okay. um so, uh, before we get to the big debut, I think where I wanted to start, because we left AEW Corner a couple weeks ago. We won't be going, like, into uh, everything. But I, w- I want to talk about the labors of Jericho, because I don't think we got a chance to talk about number four. And then, of course, the last one. Um, what did you think of the war- war- yeah, Wardlow and uh, Jericho match?
1: Um, it's fine. It was, it was, <laughs> like, I... So, the best way for me to go about this one is uh-huh. that there was nothing memorable about it for me.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: stuck in my head from it. Um, I mean, it was fine; like it was an okay match. Yeah. Um, but I mean,
0: no, it's it was, fair because, like, as I'm sitting here, all I'm thinking about is power bombs. But that's mostly because Jericho brought it up later. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. So you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. was probably like the least impressive one.
0: I think what they wanted to do was sort of like in feeling. I think they wanted to do Brock Lesnar versus Cena when Brock Lesnar just came back. And it just, for some reason, didn't get there. But I don't know exactly a good reason why. That's fair. Yeah. Like the match wasn't bad. Like you said, it's just, yeah, now that I'm thinking back, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't remember being too memorable.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, when you're following up the the Nick Gage match and the Hoovy match, I mean...
0: Right. And even the Sean Spears match had some really memorable moments that I can still picture in my head this many weeks later. So, yeah, that's a fair point. But then, well, maybe part of it was because we knew what was going to happen, because you are going to get to the next labor, which... I've seen a lot online I saw a lot online that there were people that were like us that was thought the fifth labor was going to be something else and then MJF was after and I saw a lot of other people said they were just like okay time for number five I don't know if it's something that we missed in the beginning when it was supposed to be the fifth labor I don't know if they had another idea for another labor that kind of fell through so they just made the MJF thing the blow off there
2: yeah uh,
0: I, I really don't know but we're not alone being confused by that, but at the same time, it it is what it is. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, no,
1: that's fine. I didn't like. I it very well might it very well might have been something that we just missed. Like,
2: yeah,
1: I'm not gonna sit here and try to pretend like I catch every every single thing that I ever see in wrestling. Yeah. You know, like I very well it very well could have just gone right past my right past me. You know,
2: right.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, But as far as the match itself goes, it wasn't a disappointing match. That match definitely stood out, and I still remember a bunch of it. I liked, because um, they told a good story, because they've been building up that story since Blood and Guts about Jericho's arm, so yeah. literally the whole match was just about Jericho's arm for the most part. Yep. And, um, But then I wasn't, well, I wasn't surprised because that's who Jericho is, but I was also surprised because, like, huh, it it feels like it kind of kills the moment, but that's kind of what you want from a heel, is to kind of mm-hmm. the moment killer. But I did like that Jericho hit the Judas effect. Oh, no, that was that was something I want to talk about. I just remembered. So I was a little bit like annoyed at Jericho for faking out like the Judas effect. Like I get that he's a baby face at this moment, but he's also Chris fucking Jericho. He had no problem using the bat to cheat the week before. Why yeah. was there a problem for him when he knew the referee was distracted to hit the Judas effect?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. That didn't really make any sense to me, honestly. if
0: like, um, it was a different person who was like a you know a pure baby face like like a John Cena or somebody like that, then maybe because they're like they have that babyface, you know, logic of honor, but it's fucking Chris Jericho. He's done yeah. some respectful things in wrestling. <laughs>
1: yeah, not only that, but like you, I mean, like you said last week, he used the fucking bat.
2: Like...
0: Yeah. So I, I, don't know. That that stuck out. I did really love the entrance. I love the fact that they got the crowd to do um, Judas, and it was perfect. Yeah. So, I've seen some people point out, like, name another person in wrestling that could have pulled that off. Just that entrance, and I can't think of anybody really. So. Um. But yeah, so I, like I said, I think it was good for MJF. Um, I'm not sure where MJF goes from there, beating Jericho. But I think it does what Jericho has been trying to do basically his whole AEW run, which is put a young guy into a better position after a feud with him. And I think it's done that. But it's I mean, interesting. I feel like
1: I've with all of his feuds with younger wrestlers.
0: Yeah, no, he's he like he's very clearly that's his mission is like I'm just gonna keep going against younger wrestlers and keep yeah. you know putting them over. Like um, he put, and, Harvey got put the fuck over. Yeah, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy. Yeah. That, that that's Jungle when Jungle Bay. Boy started. Yeah, you know, with the yeah. Whole, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a very healthy and very awesome thing to see, especially from somebody that was in WCW. And knew what it felt like to have the opposite happen yep. um, to him. It's great that he, you know, still remembers those roots as getting back in that way.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Um, let's see what else since because there's a lot of stuff we missed like two weeks. of AEW. Um, I don't know yeah. if we talked about it because we were talking about what was going to happen. I don't know if we actually got to it. Max Caster has been suspended, I think, for a couple months at least. Man. Um, from what I've heard, it's not really, it's not that they, well, from what I've, what they've said, the dirt sheets, which by the way, it's part of the show. We're going to talk a lot about like inside news. I will try to always point out when we're using the dirt sheets because those are hit or miss and sometimes they're just full of shit. Um, but I also feel like I have enough experience that I can sometimes sort out the good stuff. So I'll try and do that. But we could also just be, you know, Completely hoodwinked. So if that happens, we'll let you know as we find stuff out, I guess. Um, But, yeah, as far as, like, um, what happened with him, uh, basically they wanted to do what they did with Sammy Guevara, which was a similar thing where he made comments on a podcast and, you know, all that stuff, and it came back. And he had to do sensitivity training um, and was suspended for a couple months. And I think they did that mostly for consistency. Yeah. so hopefully that's all it is. It's it's really sad that it kind of it immediately kills the um, acclaim, blondes feud for the moment and kind of puts Bowens into you know fighting as a singles wrestler, which I watched him on Dark. He did a great job fighting. I forget who he was fighting, but he had a singles match because you know obviously you can't do tag matches at the moment. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing that's
1: really that really sucks. It, it really does put hit, uh, Bowens in a you know. Rough position. I mean, obviously, Castor wasn't planning on getting suspended and everything when he made the rap, but like, I don't know. It sucks because I, I, a part of me feels like you have to feel like that there's a possibility something's going to happen when you do that kind of a like rap entrance.
0: I feel like he's, well, Part of it's that, I think going forward, they're going to do what you know, Tony Khan said, where he's going to clear stuff, which is a good idea. But I think part of it's also that he's pushed that envelope before, and it's sort of like he just didn't, he wouldn't know what, what time he would have gone over the line. And from what I've gathered just from the coverage since, the big thing wasn't even the stuff about Julia Hart. Um, it was about the Simone Biles comment, because everybody right. was really, you know, not happy about that whole situation. Right. right. Yeah, no. It's about
1: hardly ever I I've, I've in general, I feel like hardly ever will people get in trouble for what they say about other wrestlers like in the right. promotion because that goes through like a whole like hey, are you okay with this? That kind of thing, you know. Right. It's only going to be the stuff that happens like outside of wrestling.
0: Right. Yeah. So Which, hopefully honestly,
1: I'd rather I hope going forward yeah, that he sticks to just talking about like in within AEW, that way he like, kind of prevents this kind of thing from happening in the future.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good idea. It's like, like what John Cena did when he was rapping, because usually he wouldn't rap about real things. He'd rap about you know things that had to do with WWE. Yeah,
2: so, exactly.
1: Like that's just the safe way to like still be entertaining and avoid all the soft people.
0: Right. So. And yeah, he could also still go after WWE like indirectly. I'm yeah, sure Tony kind would back him up on that and nobody would get pissed off in the you know outside, you know, anger right. sphere. Like the Christian
1: losing your edge comment, you know? Like that's <laughs> that's that's just gold.
0: Oh, no, that like, that's just weird. gold. Uh so this is jumping ahead a little bit cuz we're kind of in the past, but speaking of Christian, what did you think of John Moxley's promo? I think it was on Rampage. Uh where he um, he said that he wanted to – he's going to run through Christian's should-have-stayed retired ass like a wheat thresher. And oh. he, like, he name-checked a bunch of people. Like he said, Kenny Omega can't keep that title without an army of people around him, and it's time to – it's basically he, he, his um promo to be like, I'm coming back for the world title, and don't get in my way. But the Christian one really stood out because it's like – he had, he had no reason to go after Christian except for he, you know, Christian's kind of, like, the main event right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that is the reason why he, his name was brought into it, because he is, That's like, the one going after, the one going after Kenny right now, so yeah. it makes perfect sense to me. Like, Moxley, by no means is, is Moxley ever, like, been, like, full-on face to the point where he's, like, happy-go-lucky with people, you know what I mean?
2: Right.
0: Like,
1: it's not against his character one little iota.
0: Right. So yeah,
1: I, like, I think it's perfectly fine and I like it. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of him being like a, like a like take no prisoners like friend or foe doesn't make a difference kind of guy, you know?
0: Right. And he um and he also called out Adam Page. I forget the whole thing but one of the things he says can't get over his um, high school drama bullshit with the elites. Yeah. Today. <laughs> to get the job done. So, I mean, if, if you haven't seen that promo, it's, it's only like a few seconds. It's really worth watching because it's just like set up Moxley where I think he's going to start tearing through people pretty soon. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you can think of, like, really? Uh, oh, I did want to point out because we talked about the last AW corner because you did it again. Uh, before Rampage... Um, on Dynamite that, that week before Rampage, um, Kenny Omega was wearing a chick magnet shirt, again, referencing CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that I saw that, I never got that video to you, so I'll just tell you what it said. So, there's a video going around um, of Punk right before he goes out for his debut, and like in backstage in Gorilla, and he goes up and, you know, you hear the cheer, and then the camera, it's like a phone, but it can't camera pans over to I forget which one. One of the Bucks and Kenny Omega and they're both just sitting there going "Uh, oh, talk, talk, talk. Like they're just mocking him.
2: So yeah, that's being the laugh. elite.
0: Yeah. Oh, was on being the uh, elite? I thought it yeah, was... Just video.
1: Being the, from on being the elite.
0: Oh, okay. I I should start watching that but I know you've you already told me that. that. <laughs> oh, that, that made me laugh.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely... The whole thing is hilarious. Um, yeah, you should watch it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, as far as the debut itself, um, yeah, Jim Cornette's heart grew three sizes, as I've said several times at this point. Ah, uh, he literally said that CM Punk's debut was perfect, and that he could not do it better himself. I don't know if you found any more of that interview, but that's the the quotes that I read.
1: Uh, I did not. Um, one second though, because I really was curious to see how long that went. Right. Because I,
0: also,
1: I really have a... I I can't help but feel like he probably made the comment and then said I mean, something long, something about NX uh, or something about AEW fucking it up eventually.
0: Yeah, because he hates them. Yeah, no, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised, but for just a moment there, just a moment, like even Jim Cornette was like uh, moved. But um, actually, I also saw a comment from Booker T, where he said that um, Punk screwed up by talking about WWE for the promo. And I'm like, the promo kind of... Yeah, I know. That's what got me, because I'm like, the promo specifically kind of cut there to be out of his whole career. Like, like, I don't think he... Yeah, no, I I really didn't understand the comment, but it's on the internet somewhere that that's what Booker T thought. I'm like... I don't know if that's true, but, you know, I guess you're entitled to your opinion. But, you're,
1: yeah, no, you're definitely, in, you're entitled to your opinion, but that's not right.
0: Because, yeah, no, like, yeah he, he purposely didn't focus on other than the negative of, like, what it cost him. And then yeah. focused on what he's going to be doing in AEW, which I'm really looking, I was already looking forward to All Out but I'm really looking forward to it all out now because I can't wait to see what Darby and Punk do in a match.
2: Yeah.
1: I will, so, and I'm probably going to get so much hate from this, especially you, but I will say that I am more interested than excited. Right. Mostly because I am interested to see what Punk can actually do in a ring. Right. If anything, honestly, because let's be real, he hasn't been wrestling for over seven years. Right. He stated in, like, an interview that he hasn't been training at all for, like, rest like, in-ring. Right. Like, he, he's, like, he basically said it's like riding a bike. I don't need to, like, train for it. it yeah. It's basically what he said. Um, So, it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. I I think Punk's one of those guys that doesn't over-train anyway, and he does have a few yeah. weeks to still get there, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't... I don't think he'll underdeliver. Or at least I hope he won't underdeliver. But I, see.
1: I'm I'm saying I hope. I'm I'm being realistic. I'm not like I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I'm just trying to be right. realistic about it. Like he's been gone. He hasn't wrestled for over seven years. Right. Like, let's not expect him to be like some. I don't know. Like let's not let's not expect him to put on a match of the year candidate in his first like in his first match back in seven years. You know.
0: Right. it
1: doesn't look horrible and nobody gets hurt i'm honestly happy with that
0: that's fair well we'll have to see like i said it's fast approaching so when we get to september 5th we might do an episode um like we did for SummerSlam, where we do predictions or something uh but we'll we'll figure that out as we get closer to it but i'm definitely excited to see the pay-per-view yeah absolutely that's all i can really think of i i I am excited to see how the tag team Eliminator Tournament works out. I'm not exactly sure who's going to win it because you you could you could give Dress Express another title shot in the cage, but I don't know if that's where they're planning on going. I just, I'm just i not I'm sure what their idea is. Uh, so
1: yeah, what ahead. I hope happens,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it would be kind of interesting given the um, Andrade Pac stuff, but what I so, hope happens is that... Uh, um, Penta and Phoenix win and right. challenge the uh, Young Bucks for the titles in the cage.
0: Yeah, well, that would be a really good match, and it would like, I think it would be an amazing
1: match. And I think honestly, I think the Young Bucks would end up winning, and could really add a lot of fuel to the whole stuff with Pac and Andrade. Right. Or yeah. better yet, they win the titles from the Young Bucks, and then like turn on Pac with as as the title holders.
0: Right. That makes sense.
2: So that's or
0: Andrade funny. could like screw them out of the title in some way, um, like just as like a like because they even said that um, I think Chavo said like you you can't win the title with Pac as you know your guy. Yeah. So if like they find a way to like screw him out of the title to further that along, you could do that. Yeah.
2: But, I don't
1: know. I mean, yeah, but that's what that's kind of why I'm hoping. It's kind of why I'm hoping Penta and Phoenix go into the main event or right. go into the title match because I think that would add the most for, like, storylines
2: and stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about everything that can that's in my head for AEW at the moment. Is there anything else you want to hit on before we move on to other companies?
2: Um, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Yeah. Um, The only,
1: hmm. I guess the only other thing, no, because those aren't, never mind, those are mostly like rumored things that I don't really want to talk about until we know more. Um, So, no, I think that's pretty much it for them for now.
0: Okay. So, I think what we should do, because we have a lot of, just because of the way it worked out, we have a lot of stuff for Darby this time. So, I think we'll just, like in a sandwich, we did AEW. Now let's just do general other wrestling stuff. And then we can do um, uh, there to be as like our last thing here. All
1: right. Do you have anything for general other wrestling stuff?
0: Well, I wanted to talk about triple uh, mania because we watched that. Um, um, yeah. So first of all, I didn't realize I needed a Marvel movie wrestling, but apparently I needed a Marvel movie wrestling. <laughs> I have no idea how that is a thing. Um, If you aren't one of those people that were weird enough like us to search out the uh, pay-per-view just so we could see Kenny Omega versus Andrade, Um, yeah, they literally just have wrestlers dressed up as Marvel characters, like Spider-Man, Thanos, and they were just in a trios match, and at the end, the Hulk came out, and... (laughs) it up to Thanos. It, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and the only thing I can think of is they don't have Disney Plus in Mexico, so this is how <laughs> they get the Marvel fix. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I showed my true, true wrestling genius in a Battle Royal, which um, was all in Spanish, including the commentary, but of course I picked the winner because I'm just that damn good. And uh, Mr. Wanda, reason I wanted to
2: talk about it. <laughs>
0: Indeed, and yeah, this is the whole reason. It has nothing to do with Andrade versus Kenny Omega. We're going to talk about Mr. Iguana, the greatest battle royaler of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know. Um, I guess it was just his look. Because really, it was just his look stuck out. And plus, I know I could, you know, understand the name Mr. Iguana. That's literally why I picked him. It yeah. was so weird to me that he ended up being the winner. And the character itself, you know, without any context, is a guy. Dressed all in green, but I guess it's supposed to be iguana himself. But also carries a stuffed iguana in his mouth. I I I, I want to know more. I really do want to know if like he's the underdog, is like he, they like Rey Mysterio or something, or I I don't know. But it was really weird. Did you yeah, ever uh, find out uh, more about the group that attacked him at the end, though? What the group? You remember the three guys that came out that attacked him at the end of that? Yeah. Did you ever find out more about them? Because they were really good. I'll just tell, like, what happened, but if you oh. look them up or anything.
1: Well, they're, they're... I don't know too much about them. I just know that they were, like... They were, like, the three biggest names
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: in CMLL. Right. are like, three of the biggest names. They're, they're a trio. Like, they were a trio in CMLL as well. And they were like, they they were like the biggest, one of the, if not the biggest things in the company. And then they basically just like their contracts ran out or something like that. And they basically just like packed their bags and headed to AAA. Right. Even though they had fed in CMLL for so long. And it's a huge deal because it's kind of like a, um, I guess the way I think a lot of people were looking at it as kind of like a. Um, not a, not like a nail in the coffin to CMLL because they've been around for so long. It, it's hard to believe that they would ever go out of business or anything. Right. But it was basically like a huge hit to their popularity, um, showing that like these major guys would rather go to AAA than than stay right. in CMLL for whatever the reasons may be.
0: Yeah. Again, without context, though, they it does seem like they're major players. Like they like completely demolished. Mr. Iguana, but then they also beat up like a lot of the other guys who were in the battle royal.
2: Yeah,
0: it really, yeah, even without any like you know commentary to know what was happening, it really looked like a big you know thing is happening, and they did a really good job. So, um, yeah. So the main reason that we ended up watching that was the uh, Kenny Omega and Andrade match, and apparently that match had a lot of like back and forth, if the dirt sheets are correct. Because going into that match after – well, we didn't even talk about that, but after Omega lost the Impact title to Christian, a lot of people were assuming he was going to lose the um, Omega – is it the Omega? What's the name of the title? I just realized I don't know what it is. Uh, Uh,
1: It's like the AAA Mega Championship or something like that.
0: Something like that. But he was going to lose that other title, the Mexican title, to Andrade. And apparently – um, from what I heard, at first, Tony Khan was against um, him losing that title before he lost loses the AEW title. But mm-hmm. then Tony uh, came back around and says, no, that's okay. But then by then, AAA had um, changed their mind because they didn't want to have the title go to another AEW contracted guy. Uh, so they wanted Omega to win. And then when Omega found out that Ric Flair which was really the big news of the show, was Ric Flair was in Andrade's corner. We found out Ric Flair was there. He um, wanted to lose because of that, because Ric Flair was there. Right. Yeah, but they still went with um, Omega winning. Um, yeah, so I, as far as the match goes, I, it, was, it was good. Um, I don't know if it was, like, as good as I was hoping for, but I think part of that might be just because of, like, The fact that literally 24 hours before uh, Omega was in Pittsburgh fighting Christian for the impact title and they had to get down to Mexico City in 24 hours and be ready to to Andrade. So it wasn't like he was still better than like 90% of anybody else could ever be, but he was definitely a step or two off. It It just felt that way. I might be wrong, but I don't know. Did you feel the same way watching the match?
1: Um, what well, you say the last few words again, you were kind of speeding through. Did you
0: feel like Omega was off a step because of like the travel and stuff?
1: Oh, um, I don't know. There, there definitely did seem to be some sort of, um, I guess, issue going on. Mm-hmm. It did seem he did seem a little off, um, but I also don't know if that might. Honestly, it might also just have to do with the fact that we are watching basically a completely different kind of show for the entire night. That's true. And then these two guys come in who basically are just like, it's basically just an it's just a night and day different match. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it you also know, might have just felt weird because we were watching a completely different show all night.
0: Yeah, as far as quality, the only other good, really good match for me was the three-way tag match, but that again's because the Lucha brothers were one of the three tags and Brian Cage was on another team. So yeah. it was sort of like AEW light. Um not that the other guys in that match weren't good. It's just I think having those three yeah. in that match made the difference as well.
1: Yeah, and on that on that um statement, I would like to point out specifically uh L Viking is a fucking mad lad.
0: Yeah, he was really good.
1: Like he's he's so crazy,
0: but yeah. But the rest of the night was like I just described the Marvel match and Mister Iguana, so that should give you an idea of what we're working with.
2: Yeah,
0: and I honestly, uh, mostly because I was tired at that point, I did not watch the main event. It could have been really good, but I just I was too tired to watch the main event. So I don't know how that turned out.
1: Honestly, I had the same issue.
0: Yeah, um. But yeah, so there was that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about here, but I don't. I never got sat down and watched it. But I'm pretty sure Lance Archer won his match in Japan. Have you heard anything? Like they didn't take the title off him, did they?
2: Yep.
0: Oh, they did take the title off him? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. I don't know. I like I not had a chance to watch the match. Do you know if uh, it was like a good match or
1: uh... I was able to get through most of it before I like passed out. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so the big so we'll get to that, but the one thing I really wanna say about this night Tomohiro Ishii and Moose put on a fucking classic. Oh, good. Like, like holy shit. That was a six-minute match. You look at those two next to each other in a ring, you look at them and you're like, there's no way this match is going to be good.
2: Like,
1: right. like, do not judge a book by its cover. Like, don't be wrong. Like, Moose alone just looks... Amazing, like he, he looks like a, a super mega star, but just okay. him and Ishii, I mean, you know what Ishii looks like. Like, him and Ishii just like in the ring together just looks so nope. fucking weird. And I think a lot of it has to do with the height difference. Because, right. like, Moose is like a crazy tall dude, but he's also like thin and sculpted, right? And Ishii is like crazy short, and he also has like a gut on him. Huh. So, like, the two of them in the ring together just look so fucking weird. But, holy, like, I swear to God, it was a 16-minute, like, just classic. It was so good.
0: That's still on my list. I'll have to definitely go back. But I'm surprised that the – well, not because of who he was facing could definitely be a legit contender. I'm just surprised Lance Archer lost the title relatively so quickly.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Tanahashi, yeah Hiroshi Tanahashi beat Lance Archer. Um I told you, like, I've said this to you multiple times. Tanahashi is the New Japan John
0: Cena. Yeah. No, I completely, like, once I saw who was, like, oh, yeah, no, he definitely could do it. It was just that they let um, Moxley hold on to it so long. I'm surprised Archer didn't get longer. But at the same time, that's the whole point they gave it to Archer in the first place is they didn't – AEW didn't want to beat Moxley or have Moxley beat. So they um, let Archer take the fall but still get a couple good matches in.
1: Also, another thing that happened this night that makes me extremely excited.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of my favorite wrestlers is back, baby, Mr. It's Will awful. Ospreay himself.
2: <laughs> That's he good. Back
1: I... And he is calling out John Moxley. I want to see that match. I want to see that match. I want to see Will Ospreay show up in AEW and just, just fucking kill people. Straight up okay. murder.
0: I mean, it's going to be cool to see. Like, because yeah, apparently, the. Um, I know very little about what's going on in Impact, but apparently, the Bullet Club is invading Impact. So, yeah. it'll be to see well, Will Ospreay.
1: Will Ospreay isn't Bullet Club,
0: but. I know, I know. But I was saying that, like, New Japan seems to be really yeah. mixing up with the American companies.
2: Oh, so my so God. I have a.
0: Because
1: they've already talked about it. Daniel, One of Daniel Bryan's dream matches. Mm hmm is against Will Ospreay.
0: Yeah, that would be really good. So
1: that, that would just be just,
0: mostly yeah. an argument of who gets it. Does AEW get that or does New Japan get that? Fuck, why not both? <laughs> fair point. Oh, uh, so
1: that oh my god yeah. So that's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah. No that that's fair. That's a very big deal. And I'm glad he's back because like he really did get injured really quickly after winning the world title and it sounded bad so I'm glad he's back. At all,
2: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I have to go back because and watch that show now, not only because of the um, archer match, but because I really want to see the uh, instant classic. So uh, that's homework yes. for me, along with actually catching up on an NXT takeover. Speaking of which, unless you got any more New Japan, I think we can move on to WWE now. Yeah, that
1: was pretty much the big thing. From it, uh, from Resurgence that I wanted to talk about was mainly just if if people at the very least look up the uh, the Tomohiro Ishii moves match because it was so good and that move, right. that match deserves to be watched by by people like that was so amazing and then aside from that just fucking Will Osprey let's fucking go
0: <laughs> uh, so I think because again we we did watch Tim there but we only really watched the weekend of um, SummerSlam and then TakeOver. Um, If you never heard it, because we put it out right after we did it, we also have a prediction show. And we weren't that far off, but we did miss a few things here and there. I would Um, have been more correct
1: if I had watched SmackDown before doing the predictions.
0: You said that, but why would that have been? Because you said specifically the main event you would have been able to pick out better.
1: Yeah, because on the SmackDown before SummerSlam, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns made a comment. Like, him and Cena were having another talk down in the ring. And right. Reigns basically said, I'm leaving SummerSlam with the title or I'm leaving the company.
0: Okay. And, yeah, no, that would have made it very clear.
1: So, as, as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, well, fuck, obviously he's going to win.
0: Yeah, no. That would have made it very clear. Um so, but as far as everything else goes, I think we, there was one moment where we were completely bested by DJ Madman. So we got to point that out because he was a part of that uh, prediction show just because he happened to be at my house, unlike <laughs> you. Uh, no, I'm sorry, buddy, but you are a loser. No, but he uh, got Charlotte Flair right because, mostly because he loves Ric Flair.
2: So yep. he predicted
0: Charlotte Flair and Charlotte Flair was the winner. Yeah. So, give him his credit. Yeah, the prediction show was really fun because it was literally you did a bunch of research and you watched stuff and you read stuff. I wouldn't call it a
1: bunch of research. I, I did a little bit.
0: I mean you did a lot more than me. I literally just sat down, had you read me the matches. Well that's I, because I thought I was win.
1: That's because out of this out of this tag team, let's be honest, I'm the workhorse.
0: <laughs> you're you're the animal, I'm the hawk. Yeah. That's fair.
1: Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna do this way longer than I should have, and well, you're gonna die.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then one day you'll die, and then we'll form another tag team in heaven. So That'll be good.
1: Yeah, no, it'll work out. <laughs>
0: uh, I can't wait to see your Heidenreich gears. I don't even know who the equivalent of Heidenreich is. Uh,
1: no, I'm not gonna insult. You. I'm not gonna insult our good friend like that.
0: <laughs> uh, I was really going back to college to tea. I think that would be the hilarious. Um, side, like, no, I was
1: just—I was just gonna say Madman because he's the—he's the, he's the th- third person in this group, but not um, right. fair to him because he's way too cool to be hiding um, No,
0: Madman's more like Draws.
1: Yeah, like... that makes more sense. <laughs> Holy shit, does that make sense? Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. Madman is basically Draws.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, now, end up I, would uh, I, I would say
1: uh, Mr. I would say Mr. Cloverleaf Patrick Star would be. My
0: Heidenreich. There we go. Um, so, yeah, as far as, like, our predictions go, I think, like, I can't remember too many that we were completely off on. Um, um, I I didn't predict the RKO bros. You did, but I was AJ and the other guy. So yeah. there's that for me. Um, but, yeah, what did you... Um, like, Because you probably remember more about, like, uh, what our predictions were? Because, honestly, my brain, like, let go of it pretty quickly.
1: Well, listen, I... I would love to go through the whole met, uh, the whole event, and everything, mm. but the second half of the night was pretty much ruined completely for me. Okay. One specific event.
0: Is it the one that everybody's complaining about, or is there a different? Event? Yes. Yes, okay. it is.
1: Because, and I, listen, I have, I have come to a realization at this, and I mean honestly. I don't know how to put. It. I would like. I'm trying to formulate my words here, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you and I have basically completely fallen out of WWE,
0: pretty much, yeah.
1: and I feel like we have. Attack is a bit of a strong word, but we have been very negative on them right. for a long time now. At this point, right, and I don't think. I don't think it's fair for us to be like that anymore. The reason I say that, and it basically took SummerSlam and them doing what they've done to, for me to realize it. Uh, we're not their target audience.
0: No, no, you're right. No, they don't.
1: We, they, they, we, WWE is not wrestling.
0: No, they want the casual fan that like grew up on Derby or like knows about them because of name recognition. Or flipping through the channels, yeah, they they don't care as much about the hardcores. I think originally it's because they um, thought we would always be there, but at this point it's because there's just there's a smaller group of us, and they want to pay bigger bills. Is from what I'm guessing.
2: Well,
1: that's well, that's not all. Like honestly, they are celebrities, entertainment. That's what they are. I mean, it's in it's fucking it's in the name. Yeah, you should probably think about getting rid of the second W, but
0: just World Entertainment. Yeah. Oh no, um, we can't do that because there's always a we Channel. Don't talk oh, oh. about it.
1: They they should they should probably come up with a different word for that second W because it but it, it's not wrestling anymore. It's right. It's celebrities. It's moments, which is fine. Like that's what they've decided they want to be, and honestly, like they're they're not they're not doing anything like for us anymore, and that's like their choice, right? And we shouldn't expect them to. Like we, I, I feel like they're a major corporation. We shouldn't expect them to think they owe us anything, you know.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Because of that, and another thing I would just like to point out is I told you about that, like that twenty-minute like dick sucking session that they like that that one place called an interview.
0: Yeah, Nikon. Nikon. Yeah. Um,
1: and he pretty much. I want to actually bear with me one second, because I want to. I want to actually read verbatim like what the quote is right so that you can so to like really get an understanding of
2: what he means right so, here, fairly- and
0: what he's yeah while you're doing that what he's talking about the thing that I think a lot of people have been pissed off about is the return of Becky Lynch and how they based in they just did a squash match with the, with Bianca Belair the champion um, it it's it, it is what it is um, I think for whatever reason they couldn't have Sasha Banks, the idea of bringing Becky Lynch back makes sense wrestling-wise because what you want to do when you have to do a substitution, Carmella was exactly what you don't do, which is why they did it as a swerve. Um, they, you want to put somebody in there that's not Sasha Banks but could even be seen as better. Another good example of that would be in like 93 when they had to replace Jerry Lawler with somebody, they put Shawn Michaels in there because uh, that was the Survivor Series because Shawn Michaels would have been seen as a better match even than what they were losing with Jerry Lawler, even though you don't have the storyline there. Um, But yeah, so Becky Lynch coming in like that, that makes sense, but then to have them squash Bianca Belair, this girl that they've built up for months and months and months and made a legit, you know, champion and just, you know, squash her like, and when I say squash, I mean beater with one move, pin her in three seconds, basically a Goldberg match. It, it, it doesn't, I won't say it kills because wrestling fans overuse that, but it takes away all of her momentum, basically starts her over at square one. And it doesn't give the people the match that you were trying to replace because the Sasha and uh, Bianca match was supposed to be pretty good. So that's why a lot of people are pissed off. And I don't know if you found the stuff, but I just want to give a general overview of, like, you know, how I see it as well.
1: Trying. I'm just right. I'm trying to find specifically the text of it. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I can... I don't know if it'll be here, but...
0: Yeah. I haven't read, read the interview, so I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, but as far as... Before you before you get to the Nick thing, do you think I got that right? Or is there anything else you would add to that analysis of the situation?
2: No,
1: not, I mean, that was pretty much the gist of it. Um, let you see here.
0: It is an interesting one because this the kind of stuff has happened before. It is interesting that it's Becky Lynch because nobody's pissed that she's back. No one's even would be really yeah, no, that she no.
1: It's legitimately, it's just the way they, they did it.
0: And
2: yeah.
1: yeah, you can do it. You can do it so many different ways, better. But again, I really feel like what we have to understand here is that that's not what they're going for anymore. They right. they need the biggest moment possible, most in the most immediate way. Right. And, and they don't do like storytelling or anything. It's legitimately. It just goes from moment to moment, basically. Right. And all the in between and- is basically anime beach scenes.
0: Yeah. The only thing was, that I heard that
1: because people actually want to see that and nobody right. wants to see it being put on Raw on a weekly manner.
0: Right. The only thing that I heard that like could save it as a story is that the idea would be to make Becky Lynch the biggest heel on SmackDown and that's the start of it. But again, you're sacrificing um, a SummerSlam like what was supposed to be a really good match for a hopeful heel turn that might not work because people like her anyway. Um, I think you could have easily just had an actual good match, a great match even, and either had her be a sore winner or loser and get to where you're going. If the idea is to make her the a heel yeah. uh, going forward, you didn't okay. need to do a squash match to do that. All
1: right. So the only thing, yeah. So this was the only thing I could, I couldn't find a full text so that I could find the whole thing. So I do apologize but this is pretty much like the most important thing here uh, mm-hmm. that I have. And this was in response to a question um, where basically he was asked how he feels about being blamed for a number of recent changes in WWE. Right. And what he said was the people I love and care for, of course I care what they think about me as an individual, the people I don't know they're allowed to have their opinions. It doesn't affect me in any way. I don't read it. I don't look at it. It's not something I derive any pleasure or pain for if I'm blamed by whatever the fans don't like, that's good by me. So, and I think they, so I will, I want to point out though that they specifically were the question was specifically worded to make it sound more like um, to m- sound to make it sound more like what do you, it, it, it felt more like a question of what, how do you feel about like toxic haters and right. about, like how you feel about wrestling fans.
0: Right. Like how do you um,
1: feel about those unreasonable fans? About the, or like people who are genuinely worried about the about like basically the state of wrestling in the company, right? But this was a very because what was also said in this interview along like along with the same question is um he was also because he was also asked about the whole thing about AEW mm-hmm. and he basically said. He said the same thing Vince said is like we don't consider them like competition or whatever, or like we only we only look at ourselves basically is what he said. We don't look at what other people are doing. We only look at ourselves. And Which then is
2: bullshit, the
1: that's bullshit. <laughs> but what's even more bullshit is he said that's the way WWE has always done it.
0: Yeah, no. As someone uh, as someone that has a master's degree where I studied wrestling specifically for that degree, like that was my thesis. No, WWE clearly has always looked at what their competitors are doing and most of the time did it better than what their competitors could do, which is why they're still here. That's just bullshit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Also, I would like to point out that this interview was done mm -hmm. by someone that that Nikon used to represent as an agent.
0: Ah, that makes sense.
1: So,
2: like I said,
1: this was was basically a 20-minute dick-sucking session. Right. Of of them like just talking about how much they love each other. And then they would try to get over by being like, All right, I'm gonna ask the tough questions or whatever. And then he would ask the quote unquote like tough question about like NXT. Um right. and then he would give his response about NXT and basically he they, there would be no more digging, you'd just be like, Oh, you gave an answer. Okay, thanks, moving on.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no. But yeah, even but even if um, any of that's true, I honestly don't really care. Because I think at the end of the day, Vince is still alive. Vince is still the head of the company. Nick Khan, could he do more? Probably. Does it really matter Well, Vince wants what he wants? No. Well, he doesn't want to
1: do more. He is, but, he is an entertainment guy. He if yeah. he said, this is another quote for him, just to give you an idea. From yeah. my point of view, Raw would benefit from being four hours, so he'd get paid more money. SmackDown would oh. be eight hours.
0: Yeah, that's that's a horrible idea, but you no, know, whatever. It is what it is.
1: <laughs> that way, they can play more commercials and get more like right. television money.
0: That's how which works, again, yeah. he's
1: he, he's just he's all business. Like he gives the, he gives great answers for someone who thinks only about business. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it's,
0: it's sad, but it's not unexpected. It's not you know even that you know rare in the history of WWE.
2: It, yeah. Yeah. But I guess um, just
0: to sum
1: up what I like the whole point of me going into this just to, is just to sum up that like I can't be mad at the WWE for their decisions. Right. Because they're because I they because I can't look at them as a wrestling company anymore.
0: Right. That's fair.
1: Like they're not a wrestling company. They're an entertainment company. And for that Right. I, I just – I don't know really much about entertainment. All I really know more about is wrestling. So I can't really judge them on their decisions because they're not making their decisions as a wrestling company. They're making but, their decisions as an entertainment company.
0: Yeah, and that's not – and that's – really it shouldn't be a surprise because, um, like, even going back to, like, if um, beyond the mats, you can watch the clip where Vince says – we, we uh, don't do wrestling. We make movies. And if you ever go back and watch that clip, he just looks so proud of himself. And it's, But it's always been that way. He always That's what he wanted to be. That's why he didn't fight for the name WWF. He wanted to be an entertainment company um, more than a wrestling company. And he hates the fact that he's known mostly for wrestling and he's never been able to break out in any other direction that he's tried to any real extent. Everything seems to have just always come back to wrestling. Yeah. But, but yeah, so as far as like the Matt the Night Self goes, the Becky Lynch thing sucks. I was pleasantly surprised and was not expecting at all how they handled Lashley Goldberg. Like we were completely wrong about that. We wanted to be wrong, but I don't even think even in our wildest dreams we would have thought they were gonna do what they did with Lashley attacking Goldberg like that and you know, just sort of dominating them. Um,
1: Wait, you realize why they did that, though,
0: right? Yeah, to set up a return match. I know.
1: <laughs> no, it, well, yes, but it was also because Goldberg didn't want to be pinned by
2: Lashley.
0: Oh, I didn't. I didn't even think that through. But if that's the case, then it was a stupid decision because being pinned makes you way look way less weak than having the referee say you can't fight anymore. Like,
1: Goldberg used to have no. Goldberg did not want to be pinned by Bobby Lashley. Goldberg. Okay. So they instead decided to do it to where Goldberg had a hurt knee during the match. Right. Um, and and then they're basically extending the match to their India show, or Saudi Arabia show, or whatever the fuck they okay. call it. The fucking Blood the Money Jewel Show.
0: Crown Jewel Show, yeah.
1: Blood Money Show. And then yeah. during the Blood Money Show, the last is going to drop the title to Goldberg. Okay. I can't guarantee <laughs> that he's going to drop the title to Goldberg, but... Uh he's
0: going to drop the title to Goldberg. Yeah, no, especially after the whole you know, son comes out and jumps on Lashley and he puts him in the yeah. full Nelson. Yeah, that was definitely where exactly. they were going with it.
1: That's that's where it's going. So
0: no, I'm, I completely knew that that's where it was going with the storyline as soon as like his son jumped in like that. But my my real thought is like, uh, one, it's stupid to me anytime a wrestler says they don't want to get pinned. That's just idiotic. But. If that's the reasoning and he was but he was okay with Lashley beating him to the point where he couldn't continue, that I don't understand how that makes you look better. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like so, all right. I guess the one thing I want to say is I I guess I can't guarantee well, i I mean, not like I'm a fucking insider or anything. I can't guarantee that Goldberg's the one who said he didn't want to be pinned. But right. whether it's Goldberg, Vince McMahon there was somebody there who refused, outright refused to have Goldberg be pinned by Bobby Lashley.
0: Right. Yeah, I um, I wonder who it is, but yeah, that makes that like I could see that happening. I feel I, like it was
1: like Goldberg or Vince.
0: I don't know if Goldberg like cares enough that about wrestling to do that. Like, not that he uh-huh. doesn't care, but he's a part timer. At like back in like '96. Definitely, I he, I know for a fact he did stuff like that. But at he's this part,
1: party- <laughs> listen, he is an old part timer that thinks he's better than everyone else in
2: the company. Still, yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, like I said, it, it's not a surprise, it's not like oh, that's completely out of character. Like but he, he made some sort of comment.
1: Um, I, I went and asked about his like he was like asked about his age or something, and I'm sorry, I don't have the interview right in front of me or anything, right? But- He he was asked some question about his age or something like that, and he he made some sort of comment about how like at seventy five percent he's still better than like ninety nine percent of the people out there or something
2: like that.
0: Yeah, which even as a fan of him from WCW, that's just not true.
1: Yeah, even at one hundred percent, he's not as good as ninety nine percent of the people out there.
0: Yeah, and like, and it's not yeah, and that's true even when he was younger because he never learned wrestling. He learned like. To do his type of match, and the moment you put him in anything that has any length to it, it falls apart. And as much as I like Goldberg and I like what he represents as like the remaining whatever's left to WCW, it that's just the truth that that's part of how they mishandled him, and it led to him having the career that he's had. Yeah, but
1: the reason his ma- that match, by the way, the reason that match lasted as long as it did is because yeah. over half of it was just lastly hitting his knee. Right. Like in terms of the actual match, it was probably yeah. we expected. It was about like three minutes.
0: Yeah, no, and th- th- as far as like moves, yeah, it was basically just him. Like it was Lashley hitting chop blocks. Nobody really hit any wrestling moves. Yeah. But it was it was still more than I expected. But it's because we weren't expect we were expecting a Goldberg match, so it's yeah. not hard to get over that bar. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then the other main events yeah obviously if we if we'd known about the whole Roman reigns thing we would have obviously picked Roman reigns because right. yeah. um, as far as the match goes it was a really good match I think they told a really good story yeah, um, yeah. I did I wanted to tell you this because I don't know if you saw this I saw on Twitter the other day that the young bucks have already come up with a t-shirt that looks a lot like the John Cena shirt it says uh, super kick Rose. <laughs> And it shows the young bucks looking like uh, Mario and Luigi. It's really fun. Nice. Um, but, yeah, by the way, if that's a real shirt, I would definitely buy that shirt. Uh, but yeah, no, as far as the match itself, I, like, I really liked the whole story. And I um, I was still, like, throughout the whole thing thinking, wow, they're, like, because I didn't know. I really thought they were going to say, screw Ric Flair 17 times, here we go. I was
2: and, uh, so set on that.
0: Yeah, I mean the ep- the episode where we made our predictions, I um I entitled uh, "Screw Ric Flair" apparently, so so we were we were dead set and sure, but we obviously no. just didn't know the whole fact.
2: Honestly, I
1: so even if we, I mean, I would have definitely picked Reigns to win if I had seen what he said on the last SmackDown. Right. But even th- even knowing that, I wouldn't have been a hundred percent on it, just right. because I could, I could still see them doing like. Cena wins the title to say "f you" to Ric Flair by Vince. Right. When then basically Reigns coming on the next SmackDown being like, "What you thought I was serious? I'm the head of the F- like I'm the head of the table. I don't, I don't pander to you."
2: Yeah,
0: no, you could still definitely have sold it, and yeah, we wouldn't have been a hundred percent, but I think we both would have picked Roman Reigns at that point. Just you know, just because. Yeah. Um As far as like after the match with Brock Lesnar coming out. Uh, I don't know i it can, it can be an interesting story the fact that Paul Heyman's kind of in the middle of them both that makes it interesting but yeah. also we've seen this match a few times at this point
2: a few times
0: um, <laughs> yeah we've seen so, it we've seen it a
1: small couple of handfuls
0: right so I think honestly if i if you were a wrestling company um I think what you'd want to do is have Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar wherever that happens. And then what you've done is you basically put all of this heat, a year of a title reign, um, all of this, like, beating John Cena, beating Brock Lesnar, and then if you were smart, you would have someone younger that you want to push be the one that takes the title from Roman Reigns, and you've immediately made that guy a giant star because he was able to beat Roman Reigns. All right, okay. I have no yeah, idea. It's not a
2: wrestling company.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> all I know is that for the next, for, for the next however long it's going to be, what I think is going to end up ha- what I, I think what most people expect to happen is somewhere between now and WrestleMania. Oh. Uh, Reigns will have his, his match with Lesnar, he'll win, and then at WrestleMania, he's probably going to wrestle The Rock and win. And then something will happen after that,
0: right? And again, but
1: I think it, Reigns it, is pretty much locked in until until after WrestleMania. He's gonna wrestle Lashley at some point, or Jesus Christ, gonna wrestle Lesnar at some point. When he's gonna rock right. re- at WrestleMania and win, and then there'll just be anime beach filler episodes until then,
0: right? No, it makes sense. And, but, like I, but like I said, if they were doing it right and they had someone that they are planning on pushing to the moon in the winds, it would be perfect. Like because you... To the moon?
1: Oh, you don't... God damn it. You don't watch NXT.
0: No, I don't. No, no, I don't.
1: Dude, Dude you literally just quoted Cameron Grimes. I'm, uh,
0: I'm sorry that I quoted him accidentally. I, I wish I you was should more of a fan to know. That's what He says.
1: To the moon. Uh, wow, I
0: love this. We're gonna get into why I don't watch NXT in a minute after we're done wrapping up wrestling. Um but yeah, so I like I said, it's, it's the overall show, SummerSlam was really good, Edge and Rollins was really, really good.
1: Yeah, um, that was a really
0: solid match. But yeah, overall it was just so it was the four best the show of the year, I was like, okay.
1: Uh, the one thing I didn't like about the Edge-Rollins match, the uh-huh. o- literally the only thing I wasn't happy about is the fact that Edge only came down to, like, the brood um, theme for, like, half the entrance. And then it right. switched back to the normal shit. Like, God, I just... I wish he could have done it for, like, the whole entrance. That would have been so sick.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with the choice they made, but I get, you, I get you too. Yeah, I get that.
1: Just for, like, pure nostalgia's sake, just having him come down. Even with the fucking, like like the fucking poofy blouse shirt and everything, just the whole nine, yeah. just fucking go all in.
0: Yeah, DJ uh, Madman asked me, like, so is there a chance that, um, like, any of the other guys from that group will show up? I'm like, well, one of them's in AEW, so no.
2: So no. Uh, the
0: other one they could give a paycheck to, but I don't think Vince wants to give him money, so no. Uh, so, yeah, no, great match. Overall, like, like I said, it was just, it was an okay show, and for the second biggest paper of the year, it did not blow me away, which is sad.
1: Yeah, it, no, it was, it was what I would consider an average movie. But again, I it, that wasn't that's that show's not for me, so right. I can't. I really, <laughs> I I'm trying very hard to just not be upset with them anymore because I have
2: right.
0: to
1: realize that I'm not like they. I, I it's just not. It's not what it was. It's not a wrestling.
0: Right. You're not a Mario Lopez fan, right.
2: so. Uh, Which will get yeah.
1: us in to – god, we haven't even gotten to our, like, main topic yet. Um,
0: well, you know more about TakeOver, so, like, I be able to add a lot to this because I haven't seen it yet. I do want to talk about the title match, but – so you go through TakeOver. What were the highlights for you? Don't worry about spoilers for me because I don't care. Um, yeah, just what were All the highlights right. for you?
1: So highlights. Uh, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes started – well, there was the pre-show. I didn't watch the pre-show. Uh, main show Cameron Grimes and LA Knight started off with uh, with a um, match for the million dollar title, really mm-hmm. solid match, um, like really solid. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Cameron Grimes won, and it was, yeah, just really solid match. And now, him and Ted DiBiase are going to party and they're going to the
0: moon. <laughs> uh... Is an entertaining catchphrase, even though I don't know he, what it means.
1: I God, I, I I love Cameron Grimes. He's so cool. Um, I I've been a fan of him for a long time, like right. ever since he was like Trevor Lee in the Indies. Uh, right. But yeah. So, anyways, uh let's see what else was there. There was uh Raquel Gonzalez taking on Dakota Kai uh Raquel Gonzalez retained because Dakota Kai is probably going up to the main roster. Right. And, and then when that happened, Kaylee Ray came out from N- the former NXT UK women's champion uh right. basically showing herself as the next like challenger for Raquel Gonzalez. So that'll probably be really solid. Um okay. Gonzalez and Kai had a really good match by the way. Like that like, it was it was really solid. But yeah, that the Kaylee Ray Gonzalez, that'll probably be a good feud. Um we had what was easily the match of the night. Easily. And not, I take that back. It was easily the match of the weekend. I take that back. It was easily match of the year. Hands down, match of the year. I don't care what anyone says. Do not give a shit. Come at me, bro. Walter, Ilya Dragunov, these two men... You want you want w, WWE. You want to have the same match every single week. Fine, as long as it's those two. <laughs> those two can wrestle each other every single week, and I would watch it for at least half a year. Yeah, those two are so good. Uh, Ilya Dragunov wa- beat Walter, ending the like. Well it was like a fucking seven hundred and eighty day reign or some shit as right. NXT champion. Ilya Dragunov's the new champion. Uh Walter, I believe, is coming to either either the US NXT or going right to the main roster. I think he's going to the US NXT though.
0: Wow. I thought for like I thought you said he wasn't coming to the US. Like he wouldn't move here.
1: Yeah, apparently he <laughs> changed his mind because literally the only reason Walter would have dropped that title. Is is if he was leaving NXT UK, so I th- okay. I think that's um so I think that's what's happening. Okay. So yeah, which I mean, it's fine. Like he's done. Realistically, he's there's nothing else for him to do in NXT UK. Right. So, like yeah. So as long as he's okay with coming over, then he's coming over.
0: Uh, I think that also kind of um it kind of plays into what we've heard about NXT changing. Um, they're going to be changing their style, and Walter is definitely the kind of guy that they're going to be looking for yeah. uh, going forward.
2: Yeah,
1: we'll and
0: get like, we'll into it a
1: bit I think NXT UK is probably not going to be around much longer. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be around too too much longer. So yeah. guys, a lot of those guys are probably going to be gone. Um, but for now, for now, <laughs> um, for now, Dragon off is the. Yeah, he's the new NXT UK champion. And, like, again, I can't say it enough. That match was so fucking good. Right. Like, I think I made, during my stream of, what, of that match, I think a few of my comments were, like, uh, basically the up, the the upper half of Dragunov w- uh-huh. looked basically, like, either, like, a leopard or a giraffe. <laughs> from all the, like, from all the, like, fucking, like, blood... Sp- spots and everything from the chops. Right. Like he basically he was like leopard man or giraffe man, basically, whatever you want to call it. Because he was blistered all the fuck up.
0: And uh just because um I like to plug our stuff, if you if you're not gonna watch NXT uh takeover and you wanna know what he's talking about, or at least what kind of style match we're talking about, we have a couple of different episodes going back in our catalog that are just about those two Uh, Wrestling, so check those out.
1: Yeah, no, the match definitely. So, I will because obviously they're, I I think they're most famous for their match in in October. Um, because that thing was just one of the greatest wrestling, probably one of the greatest wrestling matches to ever take place,
2: right?
1: Um, um, and yeah, but yeah, and this match was, it was, it was kind of different. Like, it was still them, because it was still physical as shit, and, right. like, they still beat the holy hell out of each other, but it was different. It was significantly different. Um, like, I know you said you're gonna watch it, like, you have to watch that match. Uh-huh. Like, if you remember anything from the October match, and right. you watch this, you'll notice, you'll be like, wow, this is just, this is, like, almost just as physical, uh-huh. but it's very different.
0: Well. Well, it's good because again, as much as I've enjoyed going back with you to watch those matches, they are very similar. So I, it's nice to see them change it up. So yeah, it's it's
1: a it's it's hard to explain. It's a I uh, I don't know. It just it, it felt it felt very it just felt different. I guess is the best way to put it.
0: Which might what get back mean? to just the psychology of the fact that Dragunov was going to win. So of course the match was going to be structured differently because it yeah. was structured the same way. There's no reason Walter wouldn't win again.
2: Exactly.
1: So. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Um, <laughs> and then, so we also, have, we also have the two out of three falls match mm-hmm. um, between Cole and O'Reilly. The match well, overall, I thought, was pretty solid.
2: Um, I did
0: want to point out one thing that I saw from that match that made me yeah. uh, laugh was that Adam Cole I uh, used the uh, lockjaw ripagus
2: yeah. move.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He used the lockjaw at one point. It was that was pretty. It was pretty cool. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: However, what was not cool, and I'm calling I'm calling some people out. What was not cool, fans at Takeover, <laughs> was them basically booing O'Reilly after the win. Huh. Trying to cheer on Adam Cole like O'Reilly was fucking drag like pushing him out of the company. Right. It made literally zero sense to be booing that outrageously. You knew Cole was leaving. Whether it was to the main roster or to AEW, you know Cole is not on NXT anymore. Right. Like, what makes you believe that you should be especially because the, the match wasn't bad. Like that I don't think the ending was bad at all. Like right. the ending was bad to me. The match as a whole was fine. I didn't see any I didn't watch anything that made me think, oh fuck this match.
0: Right. So for
1: one to just boo the outcome, knowing what it was gonna be, like I can't imagine there had to be a single person sitting in that arena that thought Adam Cole was gonna win that match. Unless they are actually like, like, pure idiots, right? Like IQ of negative numbers. So for you to boo like, for them to boo like that is just it. It really upset me, right? Especially yeah. if they're NXT fans; they should know better.
0: Yeah, no.
2: Like oh, I, I usually hold it.
1: NXT fans to a kind of like a higher level than like regular wwe like main roster fans you know right
0: well that might be changing too but we'll get to that in a second yeah Uh
1: exactly the fans might be changing along with the uh along with the product but yeah that really got to me that really bothered me i was not happy about that like it just made it just made no sense at all well no it
0: does sound really weird Um, yeah and you're right like you would expect NXT fans or EW fans are a lot like us like we're pretty average in that they pay attention to stuff so they're aware of like as much as you can be aware because wrestling can still be tight lipped they're aware of stuff going on in the background and they would know that Adam Cole one way or the other is moving somewhere uh, because his contract's up and he's not signed a new contract Um, but yeah uh, you're right that's weird Especially if Kyle Riley didn't do anything healy to make that happen. Yeah,
2: no, he didn't.
0: All right. So anything else before the main event?
1: Uh, no, that was it. And then, yeah, then there's obviously there's the main event between Joe and Cross. All
0: right. So I've, I have a really, I have a strong opinion about how it ended. Like I didn't even see the ending. I mean like the fact of who won. So um, why don't you just talk about the match itself, what you thought of it, and then we can talk about the um, the winning then
2: <laughs> okay yeah
1: match is fine overall uh, it was a solid <laughs> match um, cross and Joe went back and forth for a while um, I will say it wasn't like the greatest match I've ever seen but right. I think a lot of that also probably comes down to the fact that Joe just hasn't been resting a lot yeah, um, so he's probably just like rusty right um, so like that's probably the big thing. Uh, but overall, it was fine. Like it was, it was a solid match. Uh, obviously, uh, Joe won. Uh, Joe beat, I mean, which fine. Like that's what should happen since Cross going to the main roster or but, on the main roster at this point. If you haven't seen his goofy ass fucking new get up, um, yeah, it looked a
0: little. It looked a little like the demolition gimmick, gimmick, but not as good. Um, yeah. The picture I saw. So yeah.
2: Yeah, and the so, last time
0: an NXT guy went up there and uh, went ahead and you know modeled themselves after an 80s tag team like oh let's say the Road Warriors that worked out really well in no way yeah. led to the waste of a awesome tag team. Yeah. No, it
1: worked out really good, and they didn't. They definitely didn't get buried by a bunch of 80 year olds.
0: Yeah, no, no, that happened. That uh, did they not definitely happen. ascended to the top. No,
1: you know? that's fine. It's an entertainment company, so it's it's whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's probably the it was
0: still supposed to be wrestling company though. That's why I'm still pissed.
1: Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> um, who knows? I, I don't even know when the transition really happened.
0: But could have been back all the way in 2002 when they put the E in there. Yeah, maybe. Um. But yeah. So okay. My main thing is that I don't have a problem with Joe beating anybody ever. But because NXT is supposed to be a well, I maybe they're not anymore. But they're supposed to be. A brand to get re- people ready for Raw or SmackDown. The fact that you didn't have somebody new there ready to be the guy to beat Cross, and that you're giving the title back to Joe, who's already done his time on the uh, promotional brand, and it just it just shows like that's how bad NXT is kind of hurting is that they don't they don't have the thing that they're supposed to, the main thing they're supposed to do in the chamber. Because everything's all fucked up because of all the stuff that's going on, and it's just well, it's yeah, horrible.
1: they're they're in a transition. I guess this is kind of our transition into the main topic, right? Um, but they're they're in a transition period right now where they're getting rid of a lot of guys, and they are basically in the process of getting the people they want. But obviously, right. that's going to take time and all that other crap. So because of that, they basically need like transition champions and that's basically what Joe is and I think Joe's a aware of that Joe is a, I think at this point Joe is definitely like a WWE like company guy Um, Triple H loves the apparently like based on interviews I've seen Triple H loves the fuck out of Samoa Joe That makes sense He loves to talk to him just in general, like about wrestling and everything
0: Yeah, no, he definitely seems like those two seem like they have a lot in common uh, yeah. so for all reasons. Um, yeah, yeah so so- Triple,
1: H, Triple H said he has, like... He, he, basically, S- Jamo, Samoa Joe has, like, the eye for, like, business and everything that, like, Triple H likes.
0: Right. So, yeah, as far... So, moving into, the like, just the discussion topic what we were going to talk about is the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll go as long as we need to. But um, basically... Uh, if you don't know, if you're living under a rock or you're not sure exactly what it meant, um, when AEW Dynamite started, they specifically went to Wednesdays to avoid competing directly with WWE because that's not a good idea, especially when you're new. Um, Vince's grand idea was to immediately make it a competition, put NXT, which is their de- developmental brand, and was. Quote
1: unquote, developmental.
0: Right. But was at that point also the hottest thing they had going and had a fan base that was very much overlapping with the guy, what the AEW guys could expect to have? And in fact, you can pretty much tell that because during the Wednesday Night Wars, even though AEW pretty much consistently won the ratings, like they they had the higher ratings, especially in the uh, key 18 to whatever it is, 35 demographic. um, Right which is just the reason that's the key is because that's the people that spend money. That's the one the advertisers give a crap about most. So that's why it's the key demo. Yep. Um, but they won most of those weeks. But since NXT has been taken off the air, basically they've doubled their audience because there's no longer people deciding which one to watch first. And so like, that's all that they did. It just split that audience And now the audience could still be all in with AEW and probably all in with NXT. I don't know if NXT's ratings have done better since moving, but they might have. I don't know. But they've also been going through a lot of other stuff. Um, But yeah, because of that Wednesday Night War, and it actually has nothing to do with wrestling from what I've read. Um, The reason NXT ended up linking Wednesdays and ending the, the ratings battle was because um USA or NBC acquired the rights to play or to do hockey and um
2: yeah
0: it's on Wednesday nights so they moved NXT so they can put hockey there um but that ends the war and from what I've heard Triple H is supposed to be being blamed for NXT not just you know completely crushing AEW in its infancy and um you know stopping any kind of competition from starting um so yeah, that's the general gist of what's going on, and yeah, I really want to talk about like basically. I want to really focus on is that fair? Because I I think we both agree, but it's I really think it's fair to play Triple in any way for um, NXT not crushing AEW. Uh, but I don't know where where do you want to start? Do you want to get more into like the forth or I don't
1: know, well. So the main thing I wanted to point out, basically, was just going through everything. When you look at like what NXT was when it was first created, when it was first created, it was doing what it was supposed to do. It was it was a place to build, basically, build wrestlers to go to the main roster. Right. That was the whole goal, and that was do. That's what they were doing at the beginning. You know, you had like right. Bray Wyatt, you had. Uh, like, Rollins, you had uh, Big E, like... Rusev, man. Yeah, like, those guys were all in NXT. That was the beginning of NXT, and that's what it was supposed to be. However...
2: Titans, I think. No, he was after, before NXT. So he was still in SWC. So, yeah, well, they all, they all,
1: well, I mean, all three of those guys got brought up together, obviously. But, like, anyways, so it was, that's what it was supposed to happen. That's what was supposed to happen. But what happened... Um, what kind of ruined everything wasn't the Wednesday Night Wars and it wasn't like Triple H or anything. What happened was the initial grab of all that indie talent. Right. Those None of those guys were... Those guys weren't people that Vince
0: ever wanted.
2: Right. When you... were guys that really needed development. They were all
0: like... Kevin Owen, Sammy Zayn. They
2: weren't ready to be on everybody's main event.
0: Yeah. Like, it's not like. I, I
1: know we made jokes about, like, Vince making that comment about, like, you know, they need to, like, stand out in an airport or whatever, and six four two 2, whatever, you know. Right. But, like, it's not like that's new. Yeah, no. That's always what he has wanted.
0: Yeah, and, Hulk Hogan to this day is still
2: Vince like McMahon's wet tree.
1: Like, completely. Yeah, that is what he wanted. And honestly, Whoever is in charge of, like... Like, I don't know if it was... I, I, am, I am... I fully believe that Vince knew literally nothing about NXT. Right. Until very recently. Yeah.
2: Just did not know
1: think, a single fucking thing about it.
2: Yeah. See, I think what, I, what I've heard
0: is the idea was... It was twofold. It was a good for wrestlers. But it was also a place to give Triple H control complete control because it allowed him then to have the experience of learning a brand and that would make him easier to sell the shareholders if he would eventually take over the entire company.
1: See the problem with that though is he's learning he's creating a a brand and a company like he's basically creating a separate entity. Right. And that's not what NXT was ever supposed to be. NXT right. in its original form And, again, that's kind of why I don't – I can't really get too, too mad at them trying to basically fix the mistakes they made by hiring all these people. Not that I'm saying that they're, like – not that I'm saying the wrestlers are, like, a mistake or anything or that they're bad because a lot of those guys are, like, my favorite wrestlers, you know? But they should have never been signed to to WWE in the first place because that's not – I think by seeing all those hirings, we tried to kid ourselves. That right. oh my god WWE is actually like you know there's a chance they're going to like change you know they have all these guys right. in NXT like th- something has to change. You're right. right, something does have to change, and what ha- and what's changing is NXT. Right. Vince right. finally is seeing this and being like, oh what the fuck are all these little guys doing in this in my training center? Who hired these right. guys? I didn't hire these guys. Why are these guys here? Where's all my six foot four? Uh, fucking two hundred and fifty pound guys to like come all over my face. On yeah. an ice <laughs> ice. That's what I want. Yeah, that's like, that's a, that's
2: like a direct quote. Uh, that's one of our rare scoops that so we just as a direct quote, but, allegedly. But because,
0: <laughs> but
2: be
1: but, so basically, but I get my point is because that was never what that's never what Vince wanted for NXT, right? Because of that, Vince was never gonna like really like put effort towards it.
0: Right. Like and if you, you saw, saw that it, when the guys got called up because they would be called up because they were doing well on NXT and he was aware that people were had buzz around them. He would call them up and then see if their style didn't fit with their knee and then like one after another after another, they all get buried. The ascension right. I talked about earlier, but like pretty much everyone that was a breakout star in NXT um, got buried, or completely reinvented themselves to make it in the main roster. Because
1: they're right, because they're they they weren't learning, they weren't quote unquote learning the WWE style.
0: Right. But I think that that fact that that fact right there is the problem, and the reason it's not Triple H's involved is that, and I know it's true for me, and I think it's it became true for you especially. It took you a little longer, but you got there where. I stopped watching NXT not because the wrestling wasn't good. It's because I would get so attached to see Kevin Owens, Sammy Zane, um, The Ascension, the Vaughn Villains. I really liked all of those guys a lot. And they were just constantly getting me to in the main roster. And like that was annoying enough. Like I I didn't want to just, you know, be invested in a guy just to see them never do anything, but then when an actual company like AEW shows up that pushes guys like that and then doesn't just throw them aside because they have a different style, um, I was like, Well, then there's no reason for me to watch NXT anymore because as much as I like those guys, I, I don't want to get attached for no reason to get them frustrated when they get screwed up and they molester. And right. it can a lot of people. And that's, that's really what caused the Monday cause divorce. It had nothing to do with what Triple H was doing. It was how Vince was handling the call-ups. And, but Triple H was, was the world. guy to be punished because you can't punish Vince. And at the end of the day, you're right.
2: It's his company.
0: That's not what he wanted. And uh, maybe, maybe if there been a fault for Triple H, was trying to do something that he must have known wasn't going to what Vince wanted because he knows. He's been there for 20 years. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, Triple H
1: knows what Vince prefers, you know? Like, he knows what Vince's mindset is. So, I don't know if it was, like, other people hiring these guys and then sending them to NXT to Triple H. Like, I don't know if they had separate guys who were, like, hiring all these guys and telling Triple H, hey, like, this, like do this. And then Triple H was like, "I, I mean, fine, I like these guys. I'll do this, but... Vince isn't gonna like Vince is gonna. I don't know, like it's hard to understand, it's still very difficult to really wrap my head around because, like, the biggest thing. So, basically, what happened is you had all these guys, you had you basically had that Survivor Series where they pushed NXT as like an equal promotion, literally just for the AEW stuff. Right, and then as soon as that didn't happen, like as soon as they found out that that didn't help them, then they pushed NXT away.
2: Yeah, it's basically what
1: happened with Vince and and whatever. Like Vince, basically, he he was like, "All right, I whatever you want to say about AEW not being competition or whatever." Vince basically made the decision to push NXT as a quote unquote equal promotion to try to be AEW. And then, as soon as that didn't work, he stopped pushing it instantly.
2: Right. Yeah, that's really hard. And, um,
1: and I don't know who. I ultimately don't know who's to blame. I know what is to blame. Like right. the A. The Wednesday Night Wars should have never happened. Right. NXT should have always just been a developmental promotion, where. You send a bunch of ex-football players, ex-boxers, ex-whatever-the-fuck mm-hmm. to learn how to do a, a hip toss and a leg drop and call them up to have Hollywood writers write promos for them to, that they can mimic. Right. That's the mm-hmm. WWE product. That's what they should have been learning how to do. But for some reason, somebody decided to hire a bunch of indie stars who didn't mm-hmm. need any of that shit Accidentally created a uh, accidentally created a program better than what was the main roster right and basically yeah basically made NXT amazing and ruined NXT at the same time
2: right and in the process also got companies like ROH which are on the cover. Losing all their talent and are yeah. not even close to being the player that they could have been at this point. Um, which is a whole other side story. It has nothing to really do with the Wednesday wars other it, than it's just a sad category of this whole idea. But yeah, no, like at the end of the day, I think that's, that we're saying the same thing. It's just, um, it was,
0: it's just sad that a lot of uh, guys that are really talented are going to be, um, Shuffled around, misused, have been misused when it should have been from the beginning. The developmental program for Vince, um, not because like the show would have been better, just because at least that
2: wouldn't have all these people in this position. And, uh, I don't know, I guess it depends on the person, I guess it depends on the thing, but in general, I just don't think,
0: like I said, I don't think it was really just well just right there that he's
2: getting all the ship for it.
1: He's also the one that's easiest to. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, make no mistake. What I mean, what killed and I, mean, I don't know. Like I don't know if we're. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm getting more onto the topic of what killed NXT as opposed right. to like the Wednesday Night War itself. Um, but like the two kind of go hand in hand. Right. Like. I would say AEW definitely put the nail in the coffin, like the final nail in the coffin by winning the Wednesday Night Wars. But NXT, and this, I know it's probably not going to be a popular statement. And remember, when I say this, I love m- most of my favorite wrestlers were signed at this time. Right. But NXT basically died when they signed all those major indie stars. Yeah. Because that was when it turned into a, basically by signing those stars. That's when NXT took on a life of its own, which is what Vince never like. Vince never wanted that,
2: right? It was a reality show to start with. It was a reality show to start with. It's very
1: yeah, yeah. So that's why, and because of that, now they're trying to quote unquote basically basically correct their mistakes. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, the good news about it is that they're going to be releasing a lot of wrestlers into into the indie scene, back into the indie scene. So you're going to have a lot of people with like a little bit of like clout to their name. Now going to all right. these, indie, all these different indie promotions, making those all bigger. Um, if they don't all get hired by AEW, which hopefully not all of them do. I, I, I would like to see basically, I would like to see AEW not hire any new talent for a few years after this, yeah. after this uh, flood comes through. Um, but that's, that's a different story, but like anyways, but yeah, so there, I think in the grand scheme of things as, l- except for fans who are expecting WWE to become a wrestling promotion again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: those people are going to be disappointed forever. I'm sorry, but like you got like those people are doomed, right. but any, all the other, all the other fans who are like not uh, like WWE fans who are there for the entertainment part and like aren't really wrestling fans but just like celebrity slash, like entertainment casual fans, right? You like they will all be happy because they will now start to get the influx of basically of, of what it what WWE is supposed to be, right? I and mean,
0: you can still harder be wrestling fans and like that, but yeah, it, it basically it'll be for the non marks like you and me that. Can't, you know, can't separate our love of wrestling from the fact that we just see shitty wrestling with entertainment.
1: Yeah. But that's what they want and they'll be happy because that's what they're gonna get. On the flip side, we I guess more like normal wrestling fans or whatever you want to call us, we will also be happy because those people the our wrestler like the people that we enjoy aren't gonna be signed by WWE anymore. I'm so they're going to
2: get back Kevin Steen. Uh, so
1: they're going to be in like the. There's going to be in the indie promotions and and like we have AEW now, which right. is creating this sort of like it's on the verge basically of creating this sort of like this beautiful alliance of
0: wrestling promotions, you know, right. some sort of like national wrestling alliance, if you will. Yeah, but but because of that. Like we're we're gonna be
1: we're gonna get ours too because we're gonna get all those indie guys basically right. becoming famous through that alliance of promotions now, so they don't need to uh, they don't need to go to WWE to to get a name you know.
2: In a really funny way, it is sort of like a reset to um, like 1984
0: before WrestleMania, where you have Vince McMahon doing his kind of wrestling in the Northeast. So then you had the actual national wrestling
2: Alliance that was actually healthy with Jim Croc promotions. And yeah. A it's weird that after like, it's close to like 40 years at this point, we're kind of at a reset of the whole wrestling world on the to where it started in a very yeah. way.
1: Listen, the more things change, the more they stay the same.
2: It's a cliche for a reason, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's... And I am I am very okay with it. I don't, and I think, and that kind of goes back to my whole thing where like, pe- like I don't understand. People shouldn't be upset with the WWE anymore. Yeah. Like, just it's uh, there's no point. They're not a wrestling company, and I don't mean that as in an insulting way or anything. They, it's just that's not what they do. They don't. They don't. They're not a wrestling company anymore. They are an entertainment company that yeah. creates like spectacles and, like, with celebrities and shit.
2: Right. And even so, if you don't want to, like, you know, I just want to say, even if you don't want to be, like, you don't want to come with us on this train
0: all the way, you say, oh, it's still wrestling. If you can enjoy it from the entertainment side first before wrestling, I guarantee you you're going to enjoy it like a thousandfold more than if you're trying to look for wrestling and are just looking at, me, like, having the entertainment thrown on you. Yeah, like it's better to be pleasantly surprised by the on edge Rollins match than to be constantly just bitching about the like the way that they just bury uh, Bianca Belair. It's, it's yeah. just better for your health, better for your
2: psyche. it just is So
0: yeah, do I wish they treated her better? Of course, she
1: does. She is such an amazing. She is an amazing. She is an amazing Talent. wrestler yeah. and entertainer. And if she was like if she if she was in AEW um, a, as like a, as like a wrestler, you know she she'd be absolute gold because yeah. she is she is very very good in ring. I mean she she fucking fireman carried Otis. Like, awesome. Yeah, like she's astounding. But that being said, she's also an extremely good entertainer. So she would be she is fantastic for the WWE product as well. Mm-hmm. So in that sense I it's a shame what they did, but at the same time like knowing what the WWE wants, I can't really fault them because they did what they want. They want the biggest shock, quote unquote, shock value possible in the moment and mm-hmm. you know, that's it. That is the biggest quote unquote shock moment whether it's a shitty shock or a good shock, it's a shock and that's mm-hmm. what they want. So I can't
2: really fault them for it. Yeah. All right. I think that's a, that's a good place to stop. I think we've, we've got our point across for this. Um, so, well, I wanted to actually ask you. I was going to ask you there. So, I noticed on Netflix the other day uh, Major Pain is on there. I was thinking. Yeah, I saw that. Put that on our list of things to do. Maybe not next week, because I think next week will have to be
0: a, um, a shorter show, because we're going to have to do a double take, because I have to work that Saturday. Oh, yeah. um, i to put that out there as, like, maybe a future episode. But, um, oh, that was the idea I had because it'll be like a good way to do it only about an hour. What would you think of watching the 98 uh, Royal Rumble match? Um, lot, um, just the match next week, uh, just like we did for 95? Yeah, I think that's fine. We can definitely
2: do that. All right. So, yeah, that's what we'll be doing next week. We'll watch the 98 Royal Rumble match and then the week after we'll be back for more KS and Winside. And then maybe... Depending on where it falls as far
0: as like AEW stuff, maybe we'll get into major pain. But I'm definitely putting that on the. It's going to happen as, as long as it doesn't interfere with us talking about something else important. Um, Absolutely, so, uh, that'll be fun. And um, yeah, other than that, we finally got through season two of Deep Space Nine. The Woo! finale was awesome. You actually seem to really enjoy it, especially the big space battle parts, which there's just going to be more of. Yay! And, um, Yeah, we're just jumping into season three. So it's a very big... uh, Season three opener is really cool. It's a two-parter, but it's a really good episode. And a lot of stuff's going to be found out. Uh, So yeah, join us for that. Uh, Thanks, Derek Bowman, for our theme song. And uh, I I should really say this. Thanks to uh, my dear friend, Jen, who does all the art for our podcast. She did the art for the original Chaos Everywhere, Chaos The Frontier, Chaos Traveler. Now she's done a new... Picture for chaos at ringside and Your dear uh, friend, yeah. I, I don't know what she wants me to call her, she doesn't want people to know that she likes me. So, oh, that's
1: fair, that's fair.
0: So, that's, <laughs>
1: oh, I just want to be known as like an acquaintance with you. I, I never mind, yeah. I definitely do that.
0: I, I think of you more as a colleague, you understand.
1: Yeah, me. yeah, no, I, it's definitely good for, yeah, we're not friends,
0: right, exactly. Fun. Um, but yeah, so that, that, I just want to say thank you to her, and I hope you enjoy the new um, art. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week for War Rumble 98. And again, on Monday, it'll be uh, – uh, oh, I'll say other thing. If you haven't checked it out, by the time this comes out, um, on August 29th, we had an episode of Chaos Traveler that came out, which was the first time all three of us, uh, Artie Vice, myself, and DJ Madman sat down and talked about a song. And it was really, really fun. So please check that out. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, buddy?
2: Uh, yeah, just
1: uh, you know. Also, uh, if people are interested at all, it's a little different from what we do here on this broad uh, on this podcast. But mm-hmm. I do have a Twitch stream as well as a YouTube channel um, that is more video game oriented for the most part. Uh, I did do a watch along of SummerSlam and, uh, and of end of takeover uh, last weekend, but generally um, they're they're more for uh, for like gaming. So if you guys ever want to see me on Twitch or uh, on, check out my YouTube channel, uh, that's it's just go check out Artie Nobukuma. That's A-R-T-I-E underscore N-O-B-U-K-U-M-A. Uh, right now I have a uh, playthrough going of a new game that just came out called King's Bounty um, mm-hmm. 2. It's, it's really fun, uh, and I would love to see people join me. It also, due to being a new game, just to promote myself just a hair further. Uh, It actually had triple the, uh, triple the views of anything else I've done so far. Um, So yeah, it's, it's really great. Uh, People should definitely come check it out.
0: Yeah. And you can also sometimes find me in the chat there. If you see me, it'll be Gilchrist777. So um, I'm not there all the time, but occasionally I'll pop in and I'll chat and, you know, make fun of Mr. Vice's, Clearly, you know, lackluster gaming style. No, really, he's very good. <laughs> That's
1: my, my, okay, my, my decent colleague is is very supportive.
0: <laughs> oh, I, but I really do find it entertaining. So definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.
2: Deuces.